Hey, what's up everyone? Welcome back to the Moonlighters Club. Uh, I'm your host, Joel Edwards. We have a very, very, very special and truly entertaining guest today, one I've been excited for for a very long time. Wow. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the Moonlighters Club is a podcast that highlights entrepreneurs who work full-time jobs. So they're working to support themselves and to potentially support their future for many different reasons. It could be their passion, it could be a big payday at the end of the rainbow, or they just like doing it. And today's guest, what he does, he does out of the love. I'd like to welcome everyone uh, to Tom. Tom, what's going on? Thanks, Joel. Tom. How much, man? Much. Uh, it was, you, you made you made my heart flutter with all those nice <laughs> things you got to say. About this me. is this is very this is actually going to be the coolest episode we've ever had. <laughs> we had a magician. That's not true. You had we, wig. We, I don't know. We had the I say magician's number right now. It's number one. Yeah. Uh, Tom's actually a friend of mine. We work together at Blank Company, but uh, we uh, have been talking about doing this for a while. And I thank you for coming and joining us. No doubt. Thanks uh, for having me. Let's just go right into it. Tom, what's your full name? Tom, let's just go. My full name is Tom Sanford the Fifth. Tom Sanford the Fifth. Yeah. Uh, how do you keep the family name going for five generations? I, you know, I don't know. I, I think. Uh, my dad did some research. I, I guess he didn't know that when I was born, and then he was like, at the same time, like around when I was being born, researching it, and he like found out that he was the fourth. Oh, he didn't know. Yeah, he didn't know. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I don't know if it's just he was like definitely a junior because you know it was my grandpa's name too. But uh, he really, he, my grandpa passed away like long before you know I was I was born. So. Okay. He he uh, was researching that on his own and found that out, and it, you know, Nuts, just, like, yeah. And so, I guess he kind of went with it. I've always gone with it. It's I don't know if I, I don't have like kids in my head or anything like that. But if I did, I'd probably pass it on just because I, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to be the person that like you know cuts it off and like I'm the person to blame to that stopped it. You know what I mean? You got to keep it going. Uh, yeah, you have to. So Tom, where are you from? I'm from. Um, Let's see. I'm from Western Mass, so in the Berkshires. Okay. Uh, the city's called Pittsfield. I suppose that's where I'll lay claim to. I moved around a lot right. as a kid, like all over the country. But that's uh, you know that's like high school and stuff like that. How often you go back? Uh, I try to go once a month. I'm like close enough, you know, that uh, my brother's there with his niece, and my parents are there, and and we've had like rocky health issues and stuff over the years. So it's like to me, it's really important to bounce back there when I can once in a while that's you good man I mean? that's yeah. good you visit your family you love yeah. your family you love yeah well I love them enough to, to go back once in a while so good. that's for sure that's good well let's let's get right into this thing Tom what do you do nine to five what's your day job so nine to five I'm uh, my title is digital media producer so I would say that I'm a producer on anything from a social graphic at the very bottom all the way up to uh web series or video project at the very top okay uh, and by producing that would mean having my hands in and kind of the project management and then uh from beginning to end uh soup to nuts like the create creativity side of it and um it's hard to explain man it's like i am not writing these things but sometimes we're coming up with the ideas for these things here but at the same time you uh you want to make sure like it's all coming from the client instead yeah. of just 
we're not we're not like a creative agency at the blank company that we work you know it's like a new thing it's like different you know what i mean so we ha- we can have that creative input but it only goes so far so i do that you know manage like both the creative side and the client side uh back and forth um you know some creatives don't know how to talk to clients some no. clients don't know how to talk to creatives so it's good to be that kind of middleman uh and have that input along the way to like guide everybody in the right direction i would as, say as someone who's try who's trying pretty close to building a mobile application mm-hmm. there's a big divide between people you ask for business help and, and creatives yep how stressful is it maintain because you have to talk differently to different people. Yep, absolutely. Deadlines mean different things to different people. Mm-hmm. Is it is it extremely stressful? Like how do, how do you even work that balance? It's like since since here at Blank Company we're at the stage we're at. Yeah. It's a lot of work on not just my plate but like the the section of the company's plate, you know what I mean? So can it be stressful because you know there's I know there's people that work here that touch like two to three accounts or some people that only touch one account I touch like anything that has anything to do with uh, you know any sort of like digital media we'll call it you know what I mean right. so I stress I don't I can't think about it I, if I start to think if I if I stand back and look at like the breadth of everything I'm doing it's to yeah. me then it'll get overwhelming as long as I just in my head I'm like all right you know, you got a million things to do, but I'm not going to die in five minutes. No. Right. That's like the way I got, I look at it. To, so is it stressful? Yeah. <laughs> you know? It gets that way no matter what, but it's, it's not, it's not, um, undoable for me. I've always been that kind of person that wears many hats, you know, in, in every job I've ever had. So, okay. Well, give me a rundown of a, not typical day. A really busy day. When can when you're like, okay, I don't know if I can keep really, doing this. Give a really me a run. It's day. one in recent memory of a day that you had. You're like, holy crap! Oh god. Uh, I don't know if I have like a, a great example, but like it, it can, it can move from one hour, even one half hour, even into the next. So I'm just you constantly got to be able to switch the page of whatever you know the the page that you're on. Uh, whatever book you're reading, you know? Yeah. So all the, say there's like 10 different projects going on at once. They're all going to be at different stages. They're all going to have different levels of communication. You got to, uh, touch base with everybody on each side. I think the most difficult thing for me sometimes is like, I finally have a minute to get some stuff done. And then somebody else comes up and catches me like just standing there kind of for even like two seconds. And then they just start, you know, they start talking and I'm not really, a kind of guy that's like, can you leave me alone and give me five minutes? You know what I mean? I'll just talk to them, get their stuff taken care of out of the way, talk about what we got to talk about, then move back to my stuff. So that can, day. It, yeah, that can come back to bite you. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, if you, <laughs> if you were, if, if I even said to them, like, let me have five minutes, it'd probably still be just as bad if I went back to them, you know, just uh, depending on how their situation is. So, okay. You, I, I, there, I have to not help, but I have to uh, work with a lot of people all the time, you know. So, okay. which is, a, which I think is a good thing, but at the same time, it can cause days to like pile up. Right. And sometimes it's like it's like at lunchtime, like you know, you guys are playing video games, and some that's like all I really all I want to do. Yeah. 
but I can't. I just like I eat lunch at my desk, and I know I can't walk away because I could miss something, or uh, yeah. you know what I mean. And it's like not enough to just like check my phone. It, you know, it's like I got to be able to answer it right away. Otherwise, I feel like in, in my brain it's gonna like fall by the wayside. Um, some some days I ease up. I've eased up actually this week, like a couple days nice. this week, because I caught up over the weekend. I think Sunday I, I like. When I when I get a little bit ahead, then I get like a little bit of breathing room, but it, it it hardly happens, you know. So, do you like doing what you do, and not as it pertains to the company, just mm-hmm. the position, sure, the industry? Yep. Is this something you're like? I like this, or do you think you could be best suited doing something else in the corporate world? Uh, here's here's how I'll explain that. I got I have. I do. I like what I do. Um, I like the job. I like, you know, the position I'm in. I like the fact that, like, build, the idea of, like, building something. That's, you know, kind of how I've been, how it's been for me in every job I've ever had at this point. That's good. What's difficult is what it is for me. You know, it's tra- traditionally not something that I was doing. You know, I never saw myself, like, business to business, that sort of thing. Right. But, you know, it's it's... But that stuff has to get done. It's it's the way it is, and you can be creative with it. Is what I what I like about that is I guess getting people to be open minded. You know what I mean? Okay. Is, yeah, is, you're more creative. Really, uh, sorry, you're not a creative person. Yeah. More so than a yeah, watchful business. Suit. Yeah. Okay. If I was let's let's say this, if I was doing the same thing, before uh, a movie like a, a feature length film, like the exact same job that I do, but for like ten feature length movies that all had different stories and were just like for a film company, I'd probably have my dream job right now. Oh, okay. So this is close, but it's like you know, it's a different kind of content. So that's not to take away from it, but yeah, that's kind of how it is. What is the best part about what you do? Like, what part? Do you, what do you like the most about your day to day job? Uh whatever makes my whatever makes kind of the nerve endings fire you know what I mean whether it's creatively or even just feeling like I'm busy with something I would say that to me is the best part um, we're all I'm, I'm on a routine here yeah. which is not typical for this kind of job I feel like but yeah. when the routine breaks to uh, despite the fact that you're still on a routine if that makes sense that is really good so if if you're hitting those kind of challenges whether it's like creatively or even just solving a diff uh, like a like a uh, a project that's like eating itself alive or yeah. like those those little like victories I think are, are good are good things that's what I would like the most around here that and, and Smash Brothers man yes for those you do not know we work at a startup and 90% of our time we play video games it's, uh, it, but it's not even video games it's just Smash Brothers it's literally just it really is Super Smash Brothers on the it, it's, it's like Smash Wii U you <laughs> it's know? kind of ridiculous I, it's great though it's like <laughs> there was this time when that first started and I know you, you I don't think you were quite here yet but when that first started it was like we ha- we have Mario Kart or something like right. that down there, and I was like, oh, I don't want to play Mario Kart. So I had to, you had to convince all these people not to play Mario Kart and play Smash Brothers <laughs> instead. Yeah, and yeah, when finally works. everybody got convinced, like nobody nobody looked back. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's all funny. Right. So this is why we're here. The most important part of the podcast. Yeah. What do you do? What is your night trade? What do you do by night? So. There's a, is it okay if I couple a few things in with right this? Is it just explain it? Okay, so go wild with it. There's so 
the key the keyword the title here the keyword is obviously pro wrestling so i train in pro wrestling i'm not going to call myself a flat out pro wrestler because i don't feel like i'm i can give myself that graduate title yet uh, let's say i'm a student of wrestling at oh, night nice. and uh, i also work uh, part-time online for the job that got me into the whole wrestling thing doing like tweets and blogs and stuff like that um and hopefully in the future some more YouTube content for them. So we'll call it a wrestler slash uh, self producer. Kind of like a I guess you, you produce yeah. the content that you make yourself. Do you do it for other people? Sure. Or? No, I don't do it for anybody else. Just so yourself. It would, yeah, it would, ju- it would just be myself at this point, and in support of you know this this company that I worked for previously, which I can I I can mention their name because I've been on podcast talking about them before but uh what is your wrestler name my wrestler name is dramatico how long did it take you to come up with that not it was a joke (laughs) (laughs) okay okay. so the so the company i worked for was called wrestlingfigures.com they're the number one online retailer of wwe action figures more so than wwe even um i take great pride in having built that because so essentially we sell more uh wrestling action figures online than mm-hmm. WWE or Toys R Us or and no whoever like, else sells them. It doesn't matter who's licensed. They, they, you sell all kinds of wrestling figures. Well, there's only one kind, really. There's really only WWE figures. Okay. We had, there's like some independently produced stuff that we have, but uh, that is the bulk of, of it. And um, WWE and Mattel tried to do it themselves, and we made it so they couldn't do it themselves. So the, this... This kind of funny like collectors niche market we have a, a, a amazing chokehold on it and i think that's great not to use the the funny term chokehold but how did you now i've watched wrestling the majority of my life mm-hmm. and it's great yeah how do you go from that to actually working within the industry so it is it's in a sense that company was within the industry so what i did from them for them was uh, production and marketing at the same time. So I was basically building all this stuff from start to finish. These videos, up to how we distribute them and like what they they should be about and everything. So the whole marketing strategy, you in most companies like this stuff gets like split apart. You know, there's multiple teams. Like there's a marketing team that'll say, well, we we want to create this kind of content. And videographers are just meant to. Uh, be the creative you know what I mean Um, in this case I was a one man team or I should say like a two man team I started with a a close friend of mine at the beginning and then he he went to another job so for a a period of time it was me by myself figuring this out Um, those videos led to me doing skits and you know wrestlers are fans of the action figures that's what I think people don't realize sometimes is like there's a lot of wrestlers that are figure collectors. So I would be at like a wrestling event or even like WrestleMania. And some of these people, like whether it's on like WWE's production team or even just like straight up wrestlers on their roster, I would get recognized by this, these people because they're like watching the show uh, that we had on YouTube. And so you make friends with people like that you know what I mean right. and eventually you you ask them like hey do you want to be on the show or do you want to and then you start to get more creative with it when you realize that these people are such fans that like you can get them involved and really like have some fun with it uh, 
I remember growing up, the wrestling action figures, like early 90s, yeah. mid 90s, the just little differences, like the wrist would move and yep. it's a new addition. And yeah. I think we would yell at our parents, like, we need the new yeah. Ultimate Warrior, we need the new Hulk Hogan. That's so crazy. That it hasn't changed. It's, still the <laughs> it's the same way. It's like they, they do it. I'll say Mattel does a really good job of like making new like face sculpts and, and body types and new characters and their different outfits. You know, obviously wrestlers have a lot of like crazy colorful outfits and like accessories and stuff. They do a great job of making these things different, but there's still some that only have like slight variations, you know. Or, yeah. or, or, and if you're obsessed with it, if you're a kid that's like super into it, of course you're going to want every possible kind, you know. And that was that was solely kind of my job was to keep kids excited about that sort of thing and not just kids but like grown-ups too because you know, there's like adult collectors at, at the same time that want this stuff so how did you go from that to getting in the ring getting in the ring because i feel like that yeah. is the big because well when i was younger i didn't there was less transparency about wrestling so yeah. you didn't even know how to do that yeah until mtv did that reality show i right. think it was with taz and uh the hell tryouts with Maven, uh, uh, they, tough enough, is, tough enough. Is, that's that, called, and yeah. that was the first time you, you. I mean, you saw a little bit behind the scenes, but that yep. was it. So, how do you even get to that point to where you get to actually get into a ring? Like, yeah, is it tough. Like, is it hard? It's not hard. There's wrestling schools all over the place. If you want to see what it's like to get into the into a ring, and you are like, th- this is the thing with wrestling. Is it? really all depends on a person's interest the stuff is just just like with anything you know yeah, if you're right. if you're a kid that wants to play in a band you're gonna go down to like the you know where all the kids are playing in the band or whatever uh or, or if you're gonna if you're like dancing you go where everybody's like like break dancing on the street and people like teach you right right it's the same thing with wrestling uh there's different schools that are like more expensive but if you search and you in your area, there's wrestling schools like all over the country. Really, Are that yeah. Amherst? Yep, I would say so. Like when I, uh, the times that I've not been around for work here, I I look up everywhere I go. Like, what's the wrestling school where I'm going? Just in case I have time to go like work out with people there. Like that's different for me because it, it's been like three years or whatever since I started training. Yeah. But at the same time, like they're there. They're peppered like all over the country. All you gotta do is look for it. What kind of training were you doing when you first, all right, I want to go to wrestling school? What kind of stuff they have you doing? Uh, well, the wrestling school I started with, uh, they just had, oh, man. Well, they had me doing, like, lockups and tie-ups. The, okay. Like, the, uh, and this wrestling school is unique in that you weren't allowed to get in, and it's not unique. It's a lot of wrestling schools do it this way. You weren't allowed to get in the ring until you learned a certain number of chain wrestling moves. Okay, I can see that. Um, some schools do that. Some schools don't. Everybody does it different. Uh, this place did it this way. Uh, I had to learn these like certain number of moves. And now this was this started at the same time that I was about to leave uh, my job with, with WrestlingFigures.com. Um, so. I had like a very limited amount of time there, so I, I trained there for like three months. I think the the was all the time I spent at this first place, and that whole time was me learning these chain wrestling moves. And they were like fix your feet, you know, just anything. It's like all about footwork. It's all about you know looking like you know what you're doing. Before, right. You know, I don't want to. I don't, how did the magician do with like talking about his secrets? Was he? No, you don't have to give away any secrets. Like, that's right, not, she actually. <laughs> she actually. Uh, didn't give away, and that was a big thing. They didn't want right, to give away cool. any secrets. Yeah. It was more so like, 
the getting into a process. Right, what right. you like? How? De- so like, what? Is there a lot of ki- like strength training, calisthenics, things of that nature? Put it this: there was like you, you know, like uh, like a boot camp or whatever, right? Some like it, it's similar to something like that. I would say it's a little bit more intense than that. Uh, this place does this kind of like boot camp uh, drills mm-hmm. right at the beginning of class before you even start. I think we would do some training, then do these boot camp drills, and then there would be like ring time. It was the way they were set up. Uh, the best part about this is my f- is all on tape somewhere. Really? So, yeah. So there's just like this footage of me just like. I've like been at that point I had like been to the gym maybe a few times and like I've run kind of on and off my whole life but one of the weird things about this whole thing for me is I've never been like a huge like like a great athlete you know I've I've never gone out of my way to be like a a superstar athlete you know what I mean or anything like that so it's a it's an athletic test you walk in there's people that walk on the door go through this and walk out Dude, those wrestlers are ridiculously in shape. Yeah, like some, go, they're in great shape. They're insane. probably in some of the best in shape people on the planet, but you have to be because of what it feels like to be in a wrestling ring, and I think that's what some people don't get. Now, I know there's a lot. See, it's funny. People could think of pro wrestling. Uh, it, it, I feel like this is a guy thing, too. Like, I know there's definitely women who love wrestling, but all my guy friends used to watch this, mm-hmm. like 99.9% of them. So when you get older, you realize, okay, it's not as real as you think it is. Mm. But it's still physical. And a lot of the stuff these guys do is so they don't get hurt. So right. when you first start training, you get in the ring, what do you think is, what, what are some common misconceptions? Like, what did you notice immediately? Like, how hard is that mat? What, what, what's one thing that stood out? Like, mat is not even, like, the, the right word. <laughs> you know? It's yeah. like canvas, basically. It's, uh, and I don't, I don't think this is giving too much away, but, like, the, the ring is... Some people look at that and they think like trampoline or they think spring, right. springs spring. or something. Yeah. It's not springs. There's steel beams, then there's wooden boards, and then there's like uh, maybe a, what's was like a half inch thick uh, padding, I guess, if you want, you want to call it that. And then there's like a canvas. That's it. So with the guys we watched on TV, yep. that's what they're jumping on. Yeah. That's what they're jumping on. That's what they're landing on. That anytime you see a mistake, they're they're landing on wood that's on top of steel. <laughs> Why? Like what? It's, <laughs> it seems crazy, but that's you know that's what it is. It's like you, and and the the different thing about the school that I'm at now, you know, after I like had my move to Boston and had my break or whatever, is like you're in the ring right away there. So I walked in with all this like knowledge of these lockups and stuff, but I. I I was that was like barely a speck, you know, and still, and, and now I've, I get this like other speck, this other piece, and so you get in the ring, and then you start to hit the mat, you start to really hit the mat. There's certain people that train different ways that like, you walk in the door and you're gonna get hit a hundred times harder by the people that are training you than you would somewhere else. There's some like soft place. I'm not gonna, you know, that's not me like saying anybody's weak or I've ever been treated weak because I haven't, but you are exposed to different things depending on what school you learn from and who you're learning from. And some people hit really, really, really hard. Like, they wail on people. Whether it's practice, it doesn't matter. And then when you really get hit like that for the first time, then you understand, like, okay, I'm really getting hit here. There's some things you just can't fake. 
that's the way it is. There's no, that's why real and fake doesn't even really factor into it for me. It's like the first few times I was like taking a, a clothesline for the first time, I remember just like hitting the ground so hard. And not only do you have to hit the ground so hard, you're getting, you're getting hit by someone else. So, you know, they're doing it as safely as they can, but as they can, but it's still hard. And there's a certain way you have to land. So the combination, getting the combination to work right for all those things is like a challenge in and of itself. If you're not, there's like super athletic people that walk in the door that can do it right away, you know, good for them. They're like naturally blessed or whatever. But for the rest of us, and there's people that have been world, you know, world champions or whatever that weren't super athletic originally and, and kind of find it. It's a challenge, you know, you're getting hit for the first time and right. you really feel it. You get punched in the face. You get smacked. You know. You get smacked in the mouth. Like you take beatings for sure. How often do people quit? All the time. There's like quitting. Uh, and then like there's like not. Fa- there's like what? A lot of crying. No, I haven't really. That's that's interesting. I haven't really. That's a, that's an interesting question. I haven't really seen any crying. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would, I I've would. seen like people soar, and yeah. you can. There's people that you can see that and tell that they're never going to come back uh, <laughs> what's the sign of someone leaving you're like that sign of not sign of leaving is not coming back oh you know what now that you mentioned it i have seen some crying <laughs> i saw somebody cry and leave and just never 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 saw what me happened again. to them i don't i just that standard stuff man the school that i'm at now i have a i have a, a uh i have a one of uh my first trainers is like one of the toughest guys I've met. He's like super tough on people. And he, the reason he teaches this way where he beats the shit out of people is because that's how it was taught to him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like the test. If you can handle getting the shit beat out of you in this way, then you can handle anything that is going to be thrown your way. Hopefully we, I shouldn't say anything because you, you never know with wrestling because it's just, it's always up in the air. But, uh, and I think this kid was just taken these hits for the first time because you lead up to it. You do these t- lockups mm-hmm. and then you uh, take some tackles, which is the that's that is really the first test is like the tackles. If you're not taking like tackles right, then and then after that the clotheslines come and you're getting laid into. You know you're really like somebody's is taking their arm and, and clotheslining you in a way that they're slamming you right into the ground. Uh, and I've seen some yeah I've seen somebody get up and just leave it just it hurts it doesn't and if if you weren't meant for that and you weren't meant to take that you're gonna get up and you're gonna be like this is the worst thing i've ever done in my life i think there's there's probably there's probably pro bodybuilders and stuff and there definitely are there's i've seen those people come in and leave too hitting the ropes sucks Really? The actual yeah, ropes? The ropes. They're not they're they look soft. They're not <laughs> they're ste- they're wound steel, man. They, that's what they are. Like you have to hit them as hard as you can. Does that lessen the impact it has on your body? It depends. Days? It's like you see people I don't know if you tough enough, they definitely showed it. You see people hitting the ropes for the first time and, and then you think like you can do it on your back, like right. uh it's called flat backing, which is like if that rope snaps and you flat back, you're going to fall over the rope and get killed. You're going to land on your head. 
Right. So you have to hit them kind of sideways uh, onto your right side. Uh, and you're hitting like this part of your body that's super sensitive. That right. Has never, you've never done anything to this part of your body before, you know, ever. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, there's nothing out there that can, that's why some people, some kids have said to me like, oh, I'm going to come down there and train Tom. Like, uh, I'm, I'm ready to, to show up, but I got to get my cardio worked up first. And I got it's like, just come. Right. It's like, don't worry about like what shape you're in now. You have to see how this feels to you. Then you start worrying about, okay, what can right. I do to, to help this? So if you're hitting those ropes and like your cardio is the least of your worries, man. I mean, it's important, obviously, but if if you're like too thin or something or even like too big and, and, it, and it hurts you the wrong way, you get, you get these big, huge welts, bruises. Everybody gets them. Uh, you, you just get bruised by hitting the ropes. They're not... They're not like rubber bands. <laughs> They're I not like they jump ropes. Like you know? No, the softest because the way nope. the wrestlers hang on them, they just look so exactly. Soft. They chill on them and they bounce, especially with the little luchador guys. They're yeah, going nuts on those things. Like, yeah. I always thought those were. I thought the mat was softer. Maybe not soft, but softer. I thought because and I kind of have to blame WWF slash WWE, which I hate they call it that. But the turnbuckle, all that stuff looks like a real cushion, and yeah. the way these guys don't, they don't look hurt. You know, like they don't look. Well, they play it so well. Yeah, you're like, oh, this isn't. That. And so you, you know, you get older and you realize, holy crap! Like yeah. this dude's back is gone. Like it's all jacked. Definitely, up. there's different styles also to that point. Like there's some hard hitting wrestling out there. There's like some hokey late 1980s wrestling out there. You know? yeah. So depending on what you're watching, it, it, it is going to look easier than in some cases than others, but. You can't get away with that stuff now. It's just no. not how it is. If you're going to have a wrestling match now, you, unless it's like a comedy match or something, you have to convince people. Yeah. Otherwise, you just they're going to get up and walk out the door and spend their ten bucks on something else. What is the closest you've ever come to not wrestling anymore? When was it training? You think? And more so, I'm talking about just doing it, like the physical part about it. Do you mean myself? Have I given yeah. up, yeah. or do you mean have like, you ever has like, something happened to me? Uh, within wrestling, have you ever had something happen within wrestling? Only yeah. you're like, okay, this is way, this is either too hard or I, this is, I can't do this. I've never had that thought, man. Really? Ever? I've never once been like, other than circumstances that have happened to me, I've never once been like, oh, this is too much. I'm like done with wrestling. I broke my collarbone wrestling. <laughs> How did that happen? There's a move called an arm drag, which is basically like the illusion of somebody throwing you and this is like what's so great about wrestling is i was in this position where i was like suddenly getting good at it and i could see like the work i was putting in was coming out and this move this arm drag move is like super athletic if you do it right uh ricky steamboat is 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 steamboat dragon where where it comes from right yeah so what you do is you kind of take your right arm you land on the mat and your left arm goes in the air and the person that you're uh tossing or whatever hooks onto your left arm, flies over you, and, and hits the mat. Uh, it's, the, it's essentially the illusion of you throwing them. Okay. And this is one I don't mind explaining because, you know, this is, it just makes it easier for me to explain my injury. So I was doing this. I'm, like, killing it. I'm, like, flying on it. Okay. There's, like, I'm, yeah. I'm just, I'm taking this arm drag, and this person's dropping down for me, and I'm just going so high in the air, and, like, 
I'm six foot three, so when I go high in the air, like it's noticeable, you know. So right. suddenly I'm doing something that looks good, like and everybody's like everybody's like kind of saying, "Wow, you look like a dolphin coming out of the water, man!" <laughs> oh, yeah. And like my trainer is like, "Do that again," and so I'm doing them again. I do them, I'm doing it like ten times in a row with this dude, and I'm going really fast, and I can feel myself going faster. And there's like no when you first do this move. It feels like you're just throwing yourself into the ground, which is essentially what you're doing. You could feel you feel like you could break your neck at any given second. Like you feel like so many wrestling moves, you feel like I'm gonna die. <laughs> you really do, and this is one of them. And so I'm doing this move, and I'm uh, doing it a few times in a row, and then he's like, "Do it one more time." And so I, I do it. I think. One time, then a second time, then on this third time, I miss the placement of my hands, and I fly over, and I just go straight into the mat. Like, my shoulder, it's not even, it was my left collarbone, which, like, if you look at the way that an arm drag works, makes no sense, kind of. Okay. So, something went totally wrong, and I tried to turn at the last minute, because I'd been turning this whole time. It's like basically what you're doing is a front flip, like into the into the ground, okay, uh, and landing a certain way that you know makes it work. I didn't land that way. I went like my my head and my shoulder went straight into the ground, and it snapped. It sn- straight up snapped my collarbone. I sat up, I rolled over, I sat up, and I just went. I think I broke my effing collarbone, and I did. And I was just, and everybody's looking at it like that looks awful. That looks. I could see it on everybody's faces. Mm-hmm. I was pissed. You were mad you didn't get the move. I was, I was so pissed because I knew I was going to be out for however long. <sighs> like, that's how much... That's what wrestling... It means to me to, like, continue it and make sure that I never walk away from it until at least, like, you know, I've accomplished goals that I feel like I need to accomplish. And I was, like... The way that I just, like, brought myself down was, like, I sat up, like, a minute later, even though I'm, like, punching the mat in my head, and, like, my recovery starts right now. It's, like, right at this moment, this is how I'm going to come back from this. I drove, somebody drove me to the hospital, nobody could give me a ride home, I drove my car home that night, stick shift, with one arm. I didn't have a choice. I just I had nobody to call, you know, I could have called my roommate, I guess, but at the time, but it it was just, like... It was my responsibility, you know? It was just... I was like, I've... I can, I can, like, truly say I've never felt more alone than, like, that moment. Because I I moved... I had moved to Boston. I had just been broken up with, like, three months earlier. So I was, like, based pretty much on my own. Yeah. And it was like, I got home, dragged myself up the, up the stairs. You know, at that point, I probably had a concussion, too, that I didn't even know about at the time. Um... I sat. I had to sit straight up. My I broke my collarbone like really bad. Like if you see the X ray, I'll show it to you. You know later. But it's like the way you, you can't see what I'm doing with my hands right now on the podcast. But like it's I'm putting my hands over each other, and, and it's like it just snapped. It just snapped. It's just there's there's like the the bone was like underneath the other bone. My arm was was inside like this. Like I can't move it. You know. Uh, I can't lift it higher than like an inch. Yeah. I sit up in my bed. I I crawl out of bed. I can't even change my clothes. I go to the doctor in the same sweaty, gross wrestling clothes that I had on the night before. Yeah. And he's like, what happened? 
<laughs> I just explained it to him, you know. Uh, and I had surgery on it. I had, uh, I think, four months, five months out. Yeah. Recovered from that and had my first match, like, a couple months later. Why do you think you, I mean, I, as a kid and even as a teenager, man, wrestling was like everything. Besides sports, yeah. you know? Yeah. Why do you, what is it about wrestling that you love it so much that gets you right back out there, that keeps you going? Uh, I like the way that it tells a story. I really do. It's like, it's the, there's the athleticism side of it. And then there's this really fun, uh, equalizer, I think, of the whole thing. The thing that I always find interesting is I think back to like, I have two, two brothers and we're, you know, it's like Malcolm in the middle, but not funny. Like we were always beating the crap out of each other. And, uh. I think about like the stuff that we used to have and it was always like this hierarchy like okay I was the oldest I had like the cool stuff and and you know there's there was there was none of that with wrestling we all three sat and it was like a, it was like equal like yeah. my favorite wrestler was like X-Pac who was not even on the on the top of the subline yeah he was yeah. my favorite was he not DX Oh, he, that's where he was my favorite. To me, it was when he was in WCW. Oh, like uh, six? That, that, when he well, was that's six, cool, too. That yeah. was the, he was... That, that, when the, I love watching that guy. Yeah. That, WCW Rampage, I think the video game was called. I can't yeah. remember what it was called. Revenge? But, yeah, Revenge. Yeah. I think it was Revenge, and yeah. I would only use six. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, he's so got like, that the spinning heel he kick, could, he and was, you yes. beat everybody with Exactly. That. <laughs> it was the same thing in the WWF games, too. But uh, he was my favorite, so it's like... And one of my brother's favorite was Triple H, and the other one was The Undertaker, you know? So there was never... And it didn't matter. We we all... Wrestling from top to bottom at that time, when we were that age, watching it, you cared about everything that was on TV. Like, I cared about Al Snow's matches and stuff. Like, now that I... To me, everything that I saw from, like, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. was important for me to see. It didn't matter who or what it was. What year was that? Let's say like, like it was like 1998 to 2001, 2002 when I stopped watching. There was nothing better than that. I remember yeah. my cousin and I and my, our older cousin yeah. uh, who married into our family. We're teenagers. He's mid-30s. Monday night was our thing. And yeah. then Thursday night became our thing. Yeah. We were, you couldn't tell it's anything. Yeah, absolutely. You, you had, we saw it. We taped it. We went to school. Everyone had to see it. Everyone yeah. talked about it. There was nothing better that time. It was lightning in a bottle, man. It was, it was, it was It'll never be caught like that again. It just, I don't know what it was and why yeah. it clicked with all of us the way it did, but it did. Something about it is just so fun. It's just fun. It's like crazy for me to even think about. That, since I, I have not been a fan of the modern day product, yeah. I was like, how do I find this feeling that I felt back then? This is how I do it. By do by doing it for real because this gives me that kind of high that I got nice. from like watching it back then. So you definitely have a passion for it. What's the what do you think is the hardest the the hardest part of doing wrestling? Is it is it the physical? Do you think there's like a mental element that's pretty tough too? Yeah, there's there's physical and mental, man. Yeah. Uh, when I when I broke my collarbone, I walked out. There were people that thought I would never come back. You know, it's just with anything else, it's political and yeah. You know, there's people that are kind of not great people around like thankfully i hadn't uh been stuck with anybody that's like too bad of a person in in all the experiences i've had but i know they're there you know i'm just waiting for the moment that it crosses my plate because it's going to be a difficult situation and then balancing it with real life is challenging yeah i, I 
I get infuriated when I miss practice because I'm he, you know here or I have like you have like a real life you have to balance with it and and it's uh fucking sucks doesn't it yeah it sucks yeah. but it is still real life you know yeah. that's still that, to yeah. me it, it it's legitimately like a second job the time you have to put into it right uh, not even like a second part-time job like it's almost a second full-time job between doing that and doing like the stuff that I do online like yeah. for for the company still it takes up a lot of your time. You don't have... I I see myself on a Sunday night at 6 p.m. and I'm like, oh, finally, sometimes, you know, because I'm just all over the place, whether it's that. Uh, I, I try not to let one thing overtake another thing, so I, I'm really uh, strict about making sure there's some sort of balance there, but sometimes it, it doesn't work that way. You can't you can't force it. No, it's, it's, it's funny you say that. It, it, this is what our seventh or eighth recording uh that's a recurring theme mm. is balance because uh everyone who's been on it the, the the it's always the same regret everyone just wants to be doing their passion yeah. more more hours in a day and you see it what do you see that you're self-sacrificing like a lot of people's relationships friends just to get that time in yep. to do what they want to be doing both you, i've sacrificed friends definitely sacrificed relationships I, one of the reasons, I, I shouldn't say, maybe this wasn't a reason, who knows, but when I first moved here, I, like I said, I had only trained for three months, and in my head, I like didn't have a job, I was like trying to find one around here, couldn't find one, in the back of my head, I'm like, when am I going to start wrestling again, when am I going to start wrestling again? One of the straws that broke that camel's back for me was that ta- the tax return I got that year. I secretly went to this wrestling school and, and spent it to <laughs> to join this school, and uh, it was it did not get a good response from the from the person that I was I was with at the time. Um, yeah. That was I don't regret it now. I would I, I think that person should have been like lighter on on me about it, but it's I easy. get how somebody's mad, but that was to- a total sacrifice right there. It's easy when it's easy on the outside looking in going oh you just don't do that for a while like yeah. it's like I, I spent when I'm not with my friends or family and I'm working on my business on a nice summer day in, an, in a closet somewhere yeah. or in an office just tucked away I'm actually fine and oh, yeah. for other people go just don't do that you don't have to do that Joel come, come hang out with me come come do this come, yeah. come stay here it's it's like suicide man yeah. like it's the worst thing yeah. in the world like the joy that you get and I can see it on your face the joy you get from doing that man that stuff lasts like there's nothing like it it's very different <laughs> there's yeah. nothing like it and, and I, I re- it's difficult because some people don't have that you know and they don't get it no and so when you try to explain to those people or help them understand it or even I, I love to the thought of helping other people find that for themselves whatever it may be if it involves me they may never find that, you know. Some people may never find what I feel like I found in this little kind of pocket. Yeah. Uh, you never know. I, I don't know. It's not. This isn't. Again, I I, I want to stress like this isn't my like I I I'm, I didn't step into this like I want to be a full time WWE wrestler because that's not what it's about for me at all because right. I just don't have the passion for like that product that I know right. a lot of like my peers do. You know, for me it's just like I want to wrestle. I really like doing this. And I really like watching it, and this is what fires it up for me. So to go through a typical day, uh, I guess it really wouldn't be typical. 
I've known you've had matches on days yeah. you've had to work. Run down a day like that, including like work. Like, the, what do you have to do to come to work? And I've never really had a match on a day that I have. To, I sh- I've had. I've definitely had. Hmm. Have I had a match on a day that I've had to work at this point? Yeah, I guess I have. Actually, okay. now that you mention it, it's been. It, I've only had a few matches. You know, this, okay. this has been like a super slow burn for me because. I have to. I'm realistic about it. I have to give it a back seat sometimes, unfortunately, which is the worst thing in the world. But it's real. Uh, I don't know. Work is work, man. It's it's yeah. it's normal. I'll go through like a normal day, and then I I have to rush to make sure I'm on time, which I'm usually not for these shows that I don't have matches on, which sucks. But I get ribbed about it a little bit, yeah. but at the same time, I, I show up. I'm there, you know, yeah. when I can. If unless I'm out of town, like last week, I had one and I was I wasn't here. Um, I'd say more of a challenge is probably practicing. You okay. pra- you practice like two, three times a week. Uh, there's a, you, I have to hit a Tuesday night and a Thursday night. Now you're in the so you're in the gym on a Monday night, ho- hopefully. And then if you're, if ideally I should be in the gym Monday morning, Monday night, Tuesday morning, practice Tuesday night in the gym again on Wednesday, probably in the gym again, Thursday morning, yeah. spreading all this stuff out and then practice again, Thursday night, the way it is now, I'm in the gym probably on Monday night, an ideal week. I'm in the gym on Monday night, practice on Tuesday night, gym Wednesday, practice Thursday, and then Friday is at a show. Okay. Uh, or you know, nothing. You generally there's a wrestling show you can find every weekend if you're if you're looking. Uh, I try to balance it again a yeah. little more. That in itself is hard. Is <laughs> you know, sometimes, imagine. sometimes you, I, there have been times that I've woken up after wrestling practice that I've been hit so hard that I just like my body doesn't feel normal. You know, and then yeah, go to work. Yeah, then you gotta go to work. <laughs> then you you have like. You you have like you consider practice days almost like rest days from the gym, but they're not really because you're just getting beat up so bad. Yeah. Depending on what you're doing, some practice days are a little easier than others, thankfully. But no matter what, you know the 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 thought process is there, and mentally, yeah, it's challenging because you know what you're getting yourself into every single time this happens. You know, every time you know you it could it could be. Every practice could be the the most difficult practice you ever have. Right. Hands down, like no matter what, that's you should expect that coming when you're walking in the door. Yeah. What so random question. You were talking about being in a relationship. Yeah. And I would assume it's just, I feel like wrestling's like video games, right? You explain it to uh, a girl you like. Yeah. And they're like, That's weird. Are there girls who are really into it? Into yeah. wrestlers? Yeah, they're called ring rats. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real thing it's a real thing yeah so is it about status what's, what's, what's it, it's some it. of them it depends on which ones it is some of them there's this one I'm like there's this one it's just, there's like a million <laughs> I've known somebody before that's like just some people it's their thing right and yeah. you, you mentioned earlier like you don't know many girls that are wrestling fans there are a lot of girls and women that are wrestling fans like actually like wrestling right uh, this one girl I knew is like she was just obsessed with wrestling from like the time she was like three years old like a little kid and she's just grown up and it's like legitimately her thing 
like she goes to autograph signings I don't I was never obsessed with wrestling like that you know what I mean um, you know we communicated yeah, that yeah. way you know is, is all uh, ex- explaining it to somebody that like doesn't understand it is that what you mean right right yeah. Yeah. is it kind so, of like a warning sign some there have been times like I'm on a lot of dating sites just cause you know I don't have time for the real life thing right so, and plus it's fun uh, there have been times that a girl is just straight up like I think that's weird I don't I'm not talking to you anymore and I'm like alright well yeah, at least you're honest yeah. about it <laughs> uh, there have been girls that are like think it's the coolest funniest thing ever and then in person they realize like I'm not their personality type and so yeah. that goes away and then there's girls that are that really like it and just think it's cool nice know? so it definitely it's it's a it's an interesting thing to bring up to a girl for yeah, sure I try not to because I don't want to be like I feel like you have to answer a bunch of dumb questions as soon as you tell someone it's, it's you not even I, mean? like, I don't I don't even mind that what I do mind is like feeling like I'm using it to uh, to get girls yeah. you know and I don't want I'm not there are people that do that and I'm definitely not one of those people I I am wrestling for me the, yeah right the issue is like when I first started it it was like for uh the wrong reasons I feel like in that way because the girl I was dating at, at the time had been like she'd already been with like a million you know dated a bunch of athletes and stuff and, and it was like super intimidating for me I was like well I gotta kind of match that in a way right. but then eventually and then once that relationship ended I was like this is not for me to do like to look good in somebody else's eyes this is like for me to do because I like doing it and exactly. this is what it means to me What's your next, what would be your next big milestone for, or next big goal for your wrestling career? Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm at the stage where I'm having like some matches publicly. Nice. Which is a good step. Uh, my big goal, I would say, is to be like able to get booked on shows in a way that people kind of seek me out or, or, want to book me on their shows to have real matches like the problem with my character right now is it's like a little more comedic and I've been trying to I like that element of it but I want to be I want to have real matches like I'm training really fucking hard on this to not uh, look like a goof right it's it's like important to me to show like all the work that I'm putting into this that I can have like an athletic competitive match or a good wrestling match We'll, we'll call it good I don't there's some guys that are just like athletes way beyond my right. level and the level I'll ever be yeah. but I want to have like part of having a good wrestling match I think is showing that athletic side and yeah. the fact that you can do this kind of wild thing that, that not everybody can do like people there's definitely people that are way more athletic than me that can't do what I do at the, at the level that I'm at and I'm not even at a high level you know yeah. so I think to be able to have a match like that have people want to see my matches like that and then just have fun with it and, and start. Uh, I, I would say my next goal is to, to be online with video more. I've Since I left that job where I had like a really big fan following, uh, I've been like completely silent until I decide it's the right time to relaunch okay. that sort of thing. Right. And I think I'm at that point where it's getting pretty close where it's time for me to like relaunch that, really put like my image back out there and that'll make people want to come see me yeah. And go to these matches, you know. That's how you how you build a fan base in that case. Well, 
let's get let's let's try that. Let's hopefully we get some more shows out of you. Yeah, man. We'll, we'll get some matches. Get in there. Get, get some online material. I'll go. I can't wait. We'll definitely, will go. That's like I, you know what? That's really my goal is making sure that like people that I know and, and love are there to see that. I think that would be the best. I'll definitely go, man. I, I'll be your, your manager, man. I'll crush up some aspirin for <laughs> people's faces. <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. I wanted to do like the Mr. Fuji gets low in aspirin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw it in. <laughs> well, that, that's good, man. Let's uh, let's look forward to that. Yeah. And uh, how about we uh, try to give it a boost right now at this. Part of the podcast, we like people to advertise whatever it is they'd like to. Is there a place where you'd like to people to reach out to you, hold any kind of conversation, you anything know, of that nature? I'm I'm always open to talk to any. I all I really got right now is a Facebook page and a Twitter handle. What are those? Uh, Twitter's at ts five or Instagram, I guess, is at dramatico underscore lives, uh, and then Facebook page is facebook.com slash dramatico lives. That's awesome. Or dramatic olives. If you spell it that way, Just and kidding. for uh, for listeners out there, please reach out. This was really interesting, and I think there's a lot to be learned in respects to uh, what really goes on, and there's just to hear the passion behind it, man. It's so inspiring, man. Yeah, it's inspiring thanks, to man. keep doing what I have to do. And I hope so. Yeah, yeah. You know? and that, that's, that's if you ever cool. want to come down and try it, just try it. You know, there's at least the school that I go to, uh, New England Pro Wrestling Academy, there's fantasy camps, and they're fun. I, I, you uh, know what? So it's worth spending a Saturday to see what you think of it and, and figure out how it goes. I have no excuses not to. I've been watching my whole life. I gotta, I gotta yeah. get, at least see it, you know, yeah. up close and personal and just a touch of mat. You'll I think touch the mat, good. you'll hit the ropes, you'll do all the fun stuff that, that we talked about, you know. Well, all right, that's a plan. I'll yeah. touch with Matt. Tom's gonna get some more content for us to see out there, and hopefully, he'll have some shows that we could def- we could share with all of our listeners. I hope so, man. Cool. Well, Tom, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate Joel. this. I appreciate this it, is awesome. Uh, to the listeners out there, feel free to reach out to us if you'd like to contact us about anything. Moonlightersclub at gmail dot com. Um, Moonlightersclub.com. Um, we have a Twitter handle at Club Moonlighter. And also, we're on Facebook. Just type in the Moonlighters Club. Uh, we're all over the place as far as our podcasts are concerned. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, you name it. We're always looking for more guests uh, who want to share their passion with us as well. So feel free to drop us a line at any time. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll be back for more after this. But in the meantime, thank you, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>